Hi everyone, this is Allie Duff and I am your host for the Feeling Good Sometimes podcast. Throughout this podcast, we will explore honest, vulnerable, and unfiltered conversations with people who inspire me the most. These conversations will dive deeper into where our guests have been, how they got started, and where they are going. The topics will range from careers, starting a business, following your passion, living life outside of the culture's norm, and of course, my fave, mental health. The Feeling Good Sometimes podcast was truly created to remind you that it's okay if you don't feel good every single day. I surely don't. And of course, I am always here to remind you that you are never alone in your journey. Hi, Jill. Welcome to the Feeling Good Sometimes podcast. Hello. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here. So we start every episode with asking how you're feeling. So how are you feeling today? You know, it's interesting that you asked that today because I'm actually feeling very refreshed. Okay. I, uh, I, my office is only half put back together, but I, this week I decided to like rip it apart, mm-hmm. repaint, dust every corner. And it's just like, it's not a big room at all. And I didn't think there was much in it, but I think I've gotten rid of over two bins worth of stuff from this itty bitty office. So just like, you know, the energy feels really good in here and I'm feeling excited to maybe tackle some other rooms in the house this week too. Mm. Yeah. It's crazy how much stuff like you can accumulate in an office because it's just like papers and they just like go in piles all over the place. And then totally. when and you books, go through it. Yeah. yeah. I'm a real book hoarder. I love mm-hmm. books. It's like the one area that I don't really restrict myself. I like order books a lot. I love buying books. Yeah. Um, and like, I love Marie Kondo, but I can't get rid of all my books, but it does feel good. Like it was interesting, even just like the evolution of my career, the evolution right. of my work. Um, It was just, it was interesting and neat to sort of like, cull this shelving of books and get rid of, you know, maybe a bin of books that just don't really apply or that I've, Mm. that I've really used really beautifully. I've taken the info. I'm ready to pass it on to someone else and like have fresh info on my shelves behind Mm -hmm. me as I work, you know? Yeah. Did you move your desk so that you're not staring at a wall anymore? Yes. So I was, um, 
and and this like you know it's very much a part of this like healthiest thing that we're going to talk about talk about today but I feel like yeah. energy is such a it's like woo woo but not at all you know mm-hmm. what I mean like it's also this very tangible thing that we can actually feel every day um but I was away on this business retreat in Mexico right. City and I met this woman Amanda and she's a best-selling author of a book called Simple Shui. Is it called Simple Shui? Yeah, it is. And it's all about feng shui. So it's about like the energy of our home and the way that energy moves through. And I kind of always thought it was sort of bullshit. <laughs> like, like, can we say, can we swear? On this yeah, you can swear. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay. Yeah. Um, but then I'm like, why would I believe that when I'm a naturopathic doctor who fully believes, like I've studied traditional Chinese medicine and chi and like mm-hmm. how energy moves through our body. Like I feel it in my own body. Of course, it's also true of our homes, you know, and the way mm-hmm. that, and and so just like this book is about simple tips for just like freshening up the energy in your home. And when we were away, she was talking about, you know, when you go away to something like a business retreat or a health and wellness retreat or, you know, just even a weekend away, you know, Mm -hmm. it's great to come home and freshen up something in your home so that you don't just fall back into old patterns. Right. Right. And so while I was away, I thought, you know what I could really use some help with is my office. Like I just am feeling excited but also interestingly stuck or stagnant in my work energy so I just decided Mm. that's where this whole office thing came from Mm -hmm. um and so yeah so she had ideas and obviously everybody's office is going to be a little bit different yeah um but because my desk was against a wall Mm -hmm. and the energy of like where the door was she was like you know I really feel like it needs to go into this corner and you need to sort of like set up command central in your office Mm. you know Mm -hmm. and I was I don't know. I was a little skeptical because I don't love furniture on angles in rooms, Mm -hmm. Um, but I did it and it feels really good. It's kind of cool. I know. I used to always have my like desk facing a wall and then I don't know. I've been like this for probably a a year where it's like facing out. I don't know. It feels like more open compared to if you're just staring at a wall all day, even though you are basically staring at a screen all day, you're like able to like look around kind of space there's like spaciousness even if it's not a big room it kind of like opens up the area a little bit more yeah and it was even neat just to change up I think the light and the way the light comes Mm, in because you know we are staring at these screens all day every day and I don't know just a new perspective you know I think there's like probably lots of right answers I just remember as a kid um, my mom was not into design at all like our house was Mm -hmm. like very not decorated but she loved to clean and reorganize and so I sort Mm. of I loved redoing my room like even as a teen I would be the one that would like I would walk to Canadian Tire and buy paint for myself and like (laughs) paint my room and my mom would be like not it doesn't care like we had olive green cart like avocado green carpets and and appliances like, so cool, like, you know well into like you know when it was not cool but um I I love to do that as a kid and like mm-hmm. my kids are doing it right now it's March break and they're like doing their rooms and so I've oh, always fun. loved this like just moving things around energy mm-hmm. I think is really fun um but I think it's also like an added layer of fun to think about like how energy moves through our home mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah it's just kind of a fun very cool a fun layer cool. And, and it's like a little maybe more accessible sometimes than like 
this idea of design or decor where we always have to be buying new things. Yeah. So like working with what we've got, you know, exactly. Mm-hmm. I bought paint and I bought some cork for a wall and like, that's it. And my office mm-hmm. skills like brand new hundred percent different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. All about working with what we have instead of yeah. going to find new things, which I feel like can easily segue into what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. So before we go like more deep dive into what we're going to chat about, can you give us a little rundown on who you are and what you do? <laughs> if no <laughs> yeah, one knows so- you, like people may just know you as like food, freedom, body love. Body love. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm Dr. Jillian Murphy. I'm an naturopathic doctor. Um, and I had a general practice for about, mm-hmm. oh my God, like almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then I've done almost, I did almost 10 years, probably more like eight in like fully in the intuitive eating body right. positive, um, all the way into like the eating disorder space, which I mm-hmm. still do. So I do a little bit of work out of the okay. kind of center. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just do a little bit of work like a few times a week, but I really love it. It's great. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. center for those dealing with like eating disorders. Mm-hmm. And then my, the recent iteration of my work um, is just, I feel like coming full circle a little bit. So it, I mean, and this is a huge, like gross oversimplification, but mm-hmm. I feel like the early phases of my approach to health had a, an almost restrictive feeling to them, you okay. know, like naturopathic medicine inherently, whether we like it or not, you know, the approach to wellness is often a little bit restrictive. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I was trying to do it differently, I feel like it was still laced with restriction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I feel like the intuitive eating body positive phase of my work, specifically because of the time that I got into it, I just have to like add some context. Like I really got into it in like 2013 when very okay. few people really were talking early on, about yeah. it. Yeah. So it was really about permission because people hadn't been exposed to this idea at all. Like mm-hmm. it was a very new idea to be talking about. And so I don't want to like say that like that's what body positivity is, is just yes to everything. And that's what intuitive eating is because it isn't. But at that time, um, it was really, we really needed to like push back, I think, against like this overall story about health and wellness that was very restrictive and very mm-hmm. like weight focused and, mm-hmm. um, you know, really all or nothing good or bad. But interestingly, I think that still that all or nothingness has been perpetuated in a funny way where it's like now it's like you're in the diet, anti-diet body positive camp or you're not, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like. So this new iteration of my work, I'm calling healthy-ish and it's mm-hmm. like kind of marrying these two things or, or I think like just moving further along the spectrum of healing, if I'm okay. honest, into yeah. this space where we can be discerning again, where we can, we've done the restrictive thing, we've done the permission thing, and now we can get back into this place of saying yeses and nos and like mm. with new um perspective and again I don't think everybody's here yet I think a Mm -hmm. lot of people are still working to this place but with the right perspective and with the right lens um we can invite back in the pieces of health and wellness that actually do make us feel really good and we can be a bit intentional and we can even like I'm gonna like say something really um controversial right now and say like we can occasionally even dabble into restriction in the Mm. right ways with the right frameworks if it's something that feels good to us 
which is like, whew, that feels even big to say. Yeah, that know? does. That feels <laughs> weird to hear. I'm I, like, I know oh, it feels like, big, I feel like, like I want to wiggle no, out of my no. skin for having said it, but I just, I recorded and, um, uh, I, I put live, it was very, just like a very short little podcast about this idea um, okay. of thinking about, you know, restriction from this perspective of like, so I, I, the way that I brought it up on my podcast, and you could just go listen to that one, we don't have to go into the whole thing. Mm-hmm. was just like, sometimes I cut coffee out for a couple of weeks at a time, because I mm-hmm. can tell that it's taking a toll on my okay adrenal glands and my energy levels and my sleep. And I'm like, you know, I just need like a reset Mm. and it's technically restrictive, but for me, it's like, it doesn't feel restrictive. It actually feels like it adds to my life. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I see what you mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It opens things up and like the same thing. I do the same thing with like Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, like I love watching TV, but every now and then I'm like, I need a little, I need to like cut down on mm-hmm. how much. And so sometimes that also oca- occasionally um, happens with food. And that doesn't mean it's all or nothing, or I'm cutting it out to lose weight, or I'm not feeding right. myself enough, but just dabbling with this idea of like, what if limiting something occasionally with the right perspective, with the right troubleshooting, mm-hmm. being aware of the consequences, if it actually opens something up for you in your yeah. life. Yeah. That's so interesting. Many people, but that's a hard conversation. I like even the fact that I said it today. I'm like, I feel nervous talking about it because it's a nuanced conversation Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't translate well to something like Instagram or TikTok. You know what I mean? I mean, not not much does, but not much does to TikTok. You can't really take any of that health advice correct. (laughs) Yeah, which is why, like, I'm you would go a little bit today on a podcast. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. That's so interesting. I haven't heard that yet. So that's really like, but yeah, if I would see someone randomly talking about like, oh, restriction is good, or I'm going to restrict this and this and this, I'd be like, uh, that's a problem. That's wrong. Yes. But yeah. It's, yeah. But I think it's about just loosening up. And, and again, I would, I would probably argue that within my work, I don't really call it restriction. Yeah. I would <laughs> say there's probably another way. There's to, like, like, yeah. I think it. that yeah. we think about it more like, um, shifting focus is the way Mm. that I would really approach it but I think that like maybe it's just more ear catching or something but I do think that that's it's something that many people struggle with as they like try to be more discerning in their approach to their body like Mm. what does it look like if I feel better eating a bit less gluten like what might that look like that's very scary to contemplate for many people because if they haven't done the work, it pulls them right back into like diet mentality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that, um, yeah, I I think that maybe I haven't found the exact word for it, but for now, the way that I tend to work with it is like um, just shifting focus sometimes when we need to like really deeply care for ourselves in one way. Sometimes we have to shift focus off Mm -hmm. of something to make space for something new. Like trying to find the right balance for yourself though, too. Yeah. And we come at it with a really, you know, in the work that I do with people, we're always coming at it with like, um, pleasure and abundance as the forefront, right? So it's actually not restrictive technically. No, it's more like, yeah, replacing, rebalancing, refocusing, but even those words, right? Like moderation and balance are so filled with diet culture. It's Mm -hmm. difficult to use them. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost kind of like, what's the intention behind the purpose of doing this? 
that's everything. That is a hundred percent everything. And then being able to also manage the nuance of like a complicated intention or motivation Mm -hmm. and being able to turn down the volume on the pieces of your intention or motivation that you know are harmful for yourself. Well, that's all like, it's just like, that's the superpower of what I do. I think with people is helping Mm -hmm. them get clarity around those things Mm -hmm. because it is just complicated, you know? Mm -hmm. It's so complicated. So I'm really curious how this whole like healthy-ish concept came about. Well, I mean, it really came about, um, like, I think the most truthful answer to that is that for, for many years, while I was really helping those that I work with and helping those, you know, on social media, Mm-hmm. really embrace permission, I was always really in this place of discernment, you know, not at the beginning of my healing journey, but like, I'd say by like 2017, you know, 2008, I was really like, deeply also doing things for my own health. And I felt like I couldn't really talk about it or be open about it. Right. And so there just started to become this place and space where I started to feel a little bit like, not not authentic, because I think that we can share pieces of ourselves on social media without, without, we don't have to like let everybody in mm-hmm. on everything. Yep. And I think that there were several years of like sorting this out for myself okay. and like finding and understanding the nuance for myself mm-hmm. before I needed to like bring it to the public. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then there was this combination of me starting to feel very solid in this idea of like, being intuitive, but also being intentional. I think it also like, I did a number of years of training with Ellen Satter in there as well. And like, while with every model of internally led eating of any kind of eating, there are issues, there are always some issues, you know, she was really willing to ask some hard questions of me that I felt like weren't really being asked, which is like, why we can accept our weight, but we don't have to be ambivalent about our bodies. Like, why would we Like there was this feeling that I was Mm. bringing to the table that she felt was a little bit of ambivalence. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's not what I mean at all. Mm. Um, And so it just started opening up these ideas, this conversation about like, we can accept biodiversity and we can accept being at different weights. And also we don't have to be totally ambivalent if our body doesn't feel good or Mm. right. Or like, you know, with children in particular, when I was doing this research, like it's totally cool if a child's always been at 120% of the growth curve Mm. percentiles, fine. Or if they've always been at 90%, fine. But if kids are hopping or jumping or dropping on their growth curve, we care about that because Mm -hmm. it's a sign not just of physical health, but also, you know, she was saying like, it's one of the first signs of like social stress and anxiety, Mm. like, right? Like we care about these things because it is a sign of health. It's not the sign. It's not like the marker. And we don't need to demonize any specific bodies or weights, but we can care about if things feel like they're spiraling in certain directions or if something feels off, like how can we do that? And it was very difficult at that time. Like this was again, back in uh, 2018, maybe, or 2019, I started my work with her it felt like a a tough conversation to have. Like I had no idea how Mm. I could ever possibly talk about that in the public without being canceled for it essentially. Mm. Um, And again, I don't 
I just want to be clear, like, I think that there are a lot of people out there who are talking about these ideas who haven't done the deep work and mm. it is filled with diet mentality, the things that right. they're saying. Yeah. So it's not that I don't get the criticism of this perspective because I do. And I feel like we have to be very thoughtful when we engage in it. But I felt like the truth of it was like, this is how I actually live. And then um, I was doing this, this work. And then also, you know, I was running these group programs and one-on-one programs mm-hmm. and people were progressing through their relationship with food and then circling back to, okay, but now, you know, I do have high blood pressure or I do have this cholesterol or blood sugar thing happening, or I just do feel exhausted and burnt out all the time. Mm. And how do I work on that? Yeah. And so I felt like I just started to need to share this kind of like framework for how I approach inviting health back into my life but in a much more flexible, pleasurable way with, with a completely different motivation, which mm. is just like, I want to live a fun life. Yeah. To me, that's the point. The yeah. point is, you know, like I lost that perspective somewhere along the way mm-hmm. when I was pursuing health for like weight maintenance and perfection and control. And like, yeah. you know, yeah. I lost that and then I rebelled against it. And now I'm ready to stop rebelling against things just to mm. spite. like, I'm, I'm ready to stop like, what is that saying? It's like cutting off my nose to spite my own face. Like mm. I don't need to rebel against things that feel good to me. <laughs> yeah. Because I trust myself now. I trust mm. myself to do the things that are right for me without um, sacrificing. Which is pretty much my like quality the of life. Ultimate goal. That's is it. That to trust yourself. It. Yeah. That's totally it. And, and for sure there are different people who for many different reasons um, may, may always have to just say no to like Mm -hmm. inviting the wellness world back in. But I just wanted to make it available for those who were interested for those who are like, I do, I, I do want this and I enjoy it. I genuinely enjoy it, you know? And, um, but yeah, it's, it's a nuanced conversation. So it requires lots of like, it, it, it continues to require, even for those who have done a lot of this work, like many people that come to work with me on their healthiest blueprints um, have been intuitive eaters for like five years and they're still struggling because Mm -hmm. there's some final layers or, or lessons or blind spots that we have to pull apart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For me though, hearing healthiest compared to hearing like intuitive eating feels more relatable and it feels easier to like step towards instead of intuitive eating. Well, the other thing I know, that I realized, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, okay, well, and I struggle because I know that the word healthy is like a weirdly co-opted word as well, which is why I was like, but but the thing is, is people know what it means. Yeah. And I think the ish adds this like. It's like, it know, kind of takes away the pressure almost. Like healthy. It yes. There's like, it's almost like you're taking away the rules. Yes, because there is pressure, right? Like so many yeah. women, um, when I start working with them, the minute I even talk about putting some intention or effort, mm-hmm. they're like, Ugh, I just feel like this like tightness in my body. Yeah. When we pull it apart, I'm like, well, where, what does it mean? What do you feel? What are you afraid of? What are you thinking of? Mm. And they're immediately thinking that what I'm going to suggest is going to be really hard, mm. really time consuming, really tiring, because that's what all of the health advice in the past has been, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, clear everything out of your cupboard, (laughs) replace it with all new things, count things, 
cut things out. And that's, you know, that's not it at all. But also on the, on the flip side of that, um, again, through the work with Ellen, um, I really developed a much deeper appreciation for the fact that intuitiveness is not, is also not available to everyone. Mm. Like not every human for many reasons is designed to be completely internally led. Like there are just Mm -hmm. people who need some structure yeah, and who need some parameters and within those parameters, they're able to find that internal access. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, that was, I'm just starting to fully talk about that now because Mm -hmm. it felt like it didn't feel like there was a way to talk about that. And and yet within my work, I see it all the time. Mm -hmm. People who are just like, I just need a few guiding parameters right and I just I'm Mm -hmm. I'm just careful about the words I'm using because I don't want to set people up to believe that it's really rigid but like we can do that we Mm -hmm. can do that for people yeah yeah well I also think like it really when I think about myself and just like my background with eating disorders and still not like completely recovered or whatever like intuitive eating still doesn't seem like it's like there for me so I don't know, but when I think about something yeah. like healthy-ish, it feels like more doable. Yeah, I hope that like the goal is that it should feel accessible. And the whole yeah. idea is that what we're working toward, and I will say the other thing is that um, I got very clear, and I don't want to say I'll never do group programs again, because I think there are certain pieces of this work that could come to groups. Mm-hmm. But it became clear to me that like, I really needed to circle back to a what I love most and what I think most people need at this phase of the journey, which is one on one work, I just really do. I think there are some things that just aren't scalable, Mm -hmm. that don't deliver well. Um, I was lucky enough, I ran I called it the juicy body blueprint, which was like the first kind of iteration of this. Okay. Um, And luckily, all the women, I think all the women that were in it, except for maybe two, I knew very well and they had done a ton of work with me. And then because there was like the majority of the people that were in it had this strong foundation, I felt like the conversations, we could really hold them within Mm -hmm. a group. But the reality is that like the genuine truth of the matter is that every single person's healthy-ish blueprint is going to look completely different from the person beside them. Mm -hmm. And my um tolerance mm-hmm. for something like restriction or or aspects of wellness or is going to mm-hmm. be completely different from yours yeah. right yeah. depending on the trauma that we've had in, and I and I mean like little t trauma but also big t traumas when it mm-hmm. comes to food and bodies the, the where we're at in our healing journey mm-hmm. our personal interest level our time and access like there's just so many things that yeah. affect what people's interest and tolerance is and like Mm -hmm. what pursuing health in a way that adds to their life, like what that looks like is just going to be really different, you know? Yeah. Um, If there's neurodivergence, if there's a history of eating disorder, if there's Mm -hmm. like all of those things deeply affect what someone's healthiest blueprint will look like. But what's beautiful about it is that we, um, 
you know, body is just one of the four areas that we're looking at. So within body, within body, we're looking at definitely like food and movement and supplements. Like that's something that we talk about and discuss. And again, depending on the person, Mm -hmm. we spend a lot of time there or we spend very little time there. We kind of just Mm -hmm. neutralize it. And then the other areas that we're looking at are mind and energy and soul, like, like Mm -hmm. sort of like your inherent personality and Mm. what energizes you and who you are as a human being. We're looking at sensuality and we're looking at cycles. So what is your access to like enjoying Mm -hmm. the physical world and how do you move through it in cycles? Cause we all do daily Mm -hmm. cycles, weekly cycles, monthly cycles, yearly Mm. seasonally cycles. Like how does that fit into your plan? Um, And then we look at space and place. So like your home, your environment. Mm. Um, And then within that, you know, within like mind and energy and soul, we're talking about like boundaries and support. And like, for some people, that's where we have to spend the majority of our time. Mm. For other people, it's like, you know, it's like, uh, it's a special formula that's like a little bit different for each person. But, um, you know, when I was away on this retreat in Mexico City, one of the women that was there, she she does that Facebook ads. She's really cool. And she was saying, yeah, like she had to do a ton of boundary work. And she thought, you know, her energy was so low and it was being drained and she kept Mm -hmm. trying to like figure out what the problem was. And she's like, it was actually that I didn't have any boundaries and my Mm -hmm. energy, you know? And I was like, right. Like we can't just like supplement or superfood our way to good energy if our boundaries are terrible or if we need more support or if we feel terrible in our body Mm -hmm. (laughs) or if, you know, our, we're fighting the, the rest that we need in the winter and we're trying Mm -hmm. to overexercise ourselves Mm -hmm. or, you know, there's like, so we're really looking at this, I think in a genuinely holistic way that I Mm -hmm. don't feel is done very often. Yeah. I was thinking about that, that when it comes to health, we're so quick to think of like a physical health and just go to like what we're eating and are we working out? Are we getting enough exercise? Like automatically we just like click into that. And I feel like we're just in this awful TikTok trend world right now where it's like, take this supplement, do the chia seed pudding, do the chia seed water, do this, this, and this. But no one's talking about like what actually is going on in your life like don't forget about your sleep but also how are you doing mentally what about your relationships what about your finances like Like, one of the biggest energy stress of life what is your work life like balance like it's just friendships Friendships. exactly like people forget that every single little component of your life is going to contribute to your health but like your overall health is more than just how you're feeling physically there's so much more to it yeah and we aim to like you know I say we it's like me but I have some people that work with me but you know we aim to also that feels really overwhelming I think for a lot exactly but the goal is with these blueprints is that we kind of narrow down, like, where do we work first? And mm-hmm. so it's not like you have to, everything has to be perfect all the time. Like, yeah, well, no, no, that's not true. It's about how do we cycle through things? How do we attend to certain things? And then when mm-hmm. they feel less pressing, we move on and yeah. attend to the next thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that we have to be, you know, the goal is not to be 
spending 24 hours a day working on our health. Like that's the opposite of what this yeah. is about. It's about like, okay, what needs my attention and how can I neutralize the other things and just give this a little bit of attention. And then when this feels neutralized, then like, you know, mm-hmm. I can work on the next thing. That's part of like the, the cycles of this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The cycles yeah. of life yeah. kind the of cycles of life. Yeah. 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 Cause we tend to not like, work in cycles it's very much kind of all or nothing right am I yeah. doing everything or nothing yeah. and it's like you know we can't yeah. give everything our attention all the time exactly and Ever. the same kind of thing with like seasons actual like what's weather seasons is that yes. what are they called weather seasons <laughs> is that the thing yeah. but that has such a big effect on how we feel and we obviously feel like we need to be 100% all of the time throughout the year. Yeah. But as we know, that's not true. No, I mean, like I joke, but it's, it, it, we're not Volvos, right? It's not just like, oh, we have this fuel tank and we just like refill yeah. it like every day. We don't refuel it every day, but like pretty near, I think, you know, and we just refuel it and then you just operate. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, we're plants, we're living, we, we know we need mm-hmm. down seasons, we need recovery time, we need rest and rejuvenation. And then you know, we're moving into spring and there definitely is like mm-hmm. this feeling, this energy that comes with these in between seasons, these changing seasons where it's like, yeah, I want to like declutter and change up my room and whatever. But then summer, it's so funny because, you know, my husband and I have renovated houses. This is our fifth, although we're not going to leave this house. We've been in it for a long time, but for 10 years of our marriage, we just like every two years we were like moving and we'd always plan all these, you know, we'd have these grand ideas for the summer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we don't get anything done in the summer. Like you think that you would, because, but it's like, yeah. summer is another season of, it's like the priority is like socializing and being it's with like people. It's like the play and, season. Yes, it's play. It's like, we just, we kept thinking, you know, my, my husband teaches, you know, college, like this will be the time when we get so much done. And mm. it just isn't, mm-hmm. you know, in the same way that winter is like not a season of major productivity, but we get tons done in the mm. spring and in the fall. And like, yeah. we stop fighting it and we just plan for it and work with it. Yeah. We're all the better for it, you know? Mm-hmm. And the same is true in all these areas of our lives. Yeah. Also kind of true when it comes to your body. Yes. <laughs> Especially with like kind of us shifting. So we're recording this mid-March. So obviously we're coming starting to come out of winter even though it still feels like we're very much in winter because it's snowing right now but I feel like this is one of the most challenging times of the year especially on our bodies especially as women that we feel that shift going into like spring summer and we kind of know deep down that we're going to be wearing different kind of clothing we're going to be outside more exposed. showing off yeah, yeah exposed, exposed. exactly that's yeah. exactly where I'm heading. I'm just yeah. <laughs> sugarcoating it, but who need to? <laughs> You're meandering there. Yeah, we're going to yeah, be exposed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel that, like, um, I feel that really deeply um, as a woman who's, like, 43. And so it's not just weight. I mean, weight is a piece of it. But I think, like, as a woman who's 43, whose, like, skin is just definitely changing, mm. who's never had that kind of skin that just, like, tans and looks perfect in the summer. Like, my yeah. skin is, like, wow. it just burns and looks yeah. mottled and, like... I'm hairy as a human being. Like I've got to do an enormous, and I mean, people can choose not to do it. Yeah. I totally get it. I hate the feeling of like, I will let it go. I'm like, 
well known within my friend group for having always kind of hairy legs, but like, I, I hate the feeling of it. Like, like I just hate it. I don't know what it is. I hate it. So I feel like I'm constantly managing hair all summer long, Mm -hmm. like sweat, uh, frizzy hair, like frizzy head hair, you know, it's like, um, and for me, um, you know, if we go back to this idea of motivation and intention, yes. Um, in the past, like probably six or seven years, I've been very clear that my real motivation, like my real love of life is the ocean and like water. Yeah. And I want to enjoy, even though summer is actually hard on me, like I actually find summer personally harder on me than winter. So some people get like sad, they get seasonal affective. Yeah. I weirdly there comes a point in the summer if there's been like three weeks of nonstop sunshine where I start to feel like the revert, like so much pressure to be like out and socializing and taking advantage of the weather. And like, all I want, it's like, you can't like allow yourself to like relax. All I want is a rainy day with a reason to stay inside. That's like giving yourself like a reason. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I've built those days in, even when it's sunny out. And yeah. like I want to enjoy a season that allows me to be in the water. And I want to like mitigate or neutralize the aspects of it that make it hard. Right. And that doesn't mm-hmm. mean they go away. I'm just trying to like mm-hmm. manage them. Yeah. So it's like getting like I don't, I do not have a bathing suit that I like right now just because they've all gotten worn out or whatever. So it's yeah. gonna be a priority. Yeah. For the summer to get a bathing suit that I that feels good on my body right. that I like, yeah, moderately. Mm-hmm. I spend a tiny bit of money, like not a lot, like I shouldn't say tiny, but like a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. Getting, I wait for like the airy sale or the whatever sale every mm-hmm. spring, and I buy a few pieces of clothing to make sure that I have clothes that are comfortable mm-hmm. on my body. Um, I've done the deeper work, which has been years in the making for sure of just like body image work of just being yeah. like, you know what, it's hot. And like, one of my favorite things to wear when it's really hot is like a tank top and short shorts. Like I just, that feels good to me Okay. or like long skirts, whatever, like people like taking yeah. the time, which is also interestingly a part of healthy-ish is this whole like wardrobe style piece that's mm-hmm. very difficult for people to figure out or like they haven't felt like they can figure it out because they have to wait on their body to be right, right to before change. they figure yeah, it out yeah, yeah so for me it's like tank tops or t-shirts and long skirts or short shorts like I don't like I've gotten very clear like I don't like a tight Bermuda short to my knee you know mm-hmm. yes it covers more things up but just like in my body I just end up feeling like a sausage you know what I mean yeah, I just feel yeah. constricted and I there's too many touch points and it's like all I can feel is my body all day so all I think right. about all day is my body right whereas yeah Short shorts, like don't get in the way, loose skirts feel really good. You know, I have to manage the chafe, but that's about it. So I've just gotten really clear on what clothes help me neutralize this constant thinking about my body all mm. summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the harder, deeper work, which is just managing feelings about our bodies for sure. Yeah. Um, but none of that involves cutting out food or weight loss or mm. changing myself. It's all mm-hmm. about like, what do I most want to experience in the summer season? And what I most want to experience is like picnics in the park and Mm -hmm. days at the beach and ice cream cones and free time with my kids. And like, what do I need to do to get there to make Mm -hmm. that happen? Mm -hmm. 
and I, it's a little different for every person and it's harder in some bodies. And, um, but to me, that's the focus. That's what we need to focus on. Yeah. I really like that kind of finding clothing that you know that you're going to feel comfortable in. So finding the styles, I guess, or shameless and plug is what I do all day, every day yes. for pure balance. Yeah. But just, yeah, finding the things that you know that you can wear when it's like super hot out or you're just having kind of like a blah day. And I really like the whole like taking the focus off your body because if you are wearing something that is uncomfortable and you're like, oh, I'll just suck it up for the day because this like looks cute or it's what everyone else is wearing and you're trying to like fit in with the trends and or it's covering me more. Yeah. You know, but you're actually the whole day focused on how uncomfortable you are and it actually does put more focus on your body and then you're just kind of spiraling in your head. I've never thought of that, honestly, till now. <laughs> but it's so true. Oh, a, tight, a tight waistband, there's only if a one sure way to stay focused on your belly all day is to have a waistband cutting into it. Exactly. Or your thighs or whatever. And like, definitely, I know people are at different stages, like, yeah. stages and phases. And there's lots of ways to like, you know, I love like a loose light kimono or, you know, mm-hmm. something over a tank top. Like there's lots of ways to help with the mental comfort. Yeah. But I think that we really need to just open up to the possibility of what would make just your physical body feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then from there, if you need to help mitigate like how you feel about how it looks or whatever, like, like, sure, we could work on that. But I do, I don't think people spend enough time thinking about like, what does my physical body actually feel most comfortable in? Yeah. And then secondary to that, you can manage your own feelings about how your body looks in those things or how Mm -hmm. other people might feel about how your body looks in those things, which are big and important and challenging things to do. But like, what would it feel like to just as step one, think about what your body feels best in when Mm -hmm. it's hot and sweaty? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and maybe a long skirt isn't for you. Some people are like, "Ugh, I don't like the the, you know, the feeling of like my thighs yeah. touching when it's that yeah. hot out. Sure. Like, yeah. you know, figure out what's right for you. Maybe the Bermuda shorts are perfect for you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's just an example of things that I found for me, like yeah. Yeah. long, easy dresses, long, flowy yeah. skirts, t-shirts, tank tops, short shorts. So if I pull stuff out and it doesn't fit gone, or if it's mm-hmm. just like a little off, because again, part of getting to know our bodies is knowing that our bodies ebb and flow a little. So I'm not yeah. actually a proponent of like, totally getting rid of everything. If like something hasn't fit for like four years. Okay, fine. Get rid of it. But my body ebbs and flows. So something doesn't feel good. I just tuck it away. And then I'll purchase like one pair of like, honestly, one pair of shorts can get me through summer. Yeah. Yeah. It really can. Like, you know, kind of, I always say it's like, is it gross, but true? Like I think I can wear one pair of shorts for the majority of summer with a couple of skirts and dresses mixed in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, I really, really like that a lot. Thinking more about focusing it more on how your body feels instead of it's, I guess it really depends on your age group too. Like if you're really stuck on the social media, like TikTok trends, which I feel like a lot of people listening are, then it is, that's a really hard thing to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, because you're watching so many people like share all these hauls of this and that. And you're like, oh, I need that too. Or I need this too. Or I need that too to be like to fit in or whatever. But no, you don't. 
No. And like, I think it comes back to that boundary conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong there. You know, we are living here in Kingston. We both live in Kingston. Yeah. If I go down to that pier in the middle of a hot Saturday afternoon, I can see 200 bodies that are closer to the cultural ideal than my body. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're all with like, it's all For like, context. Butts, it's like butts students, are fully out. Students, yeah. yeah. It's university students who are 22 years younger than me. Their full butts are out. This mm-hmm. is clearly the style apparently to have your entire yeah. butt showing. Yeah. Cool. Like, you know, yes. If I was, if I want, if I exposed myself to that every day and I bought into that and I was trying to make myself somehow live up to that ideal, mm-hmm. it would ruin summer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like there's just a point in time where I think we have to start exploring if something is adding to our lives or if it's taking away from our lives, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, I'll go down there, you know, I can like appreciate different people being closer to the ideal. I can appreciate some of the feelings that pop up for me in yeah. recognizing that I'm getting further from the ideal as I age. And then I just refocus on like, again, what is the experience I want to have this summer? Mm. And like, I dive in the lake mm-hmm. and I get in with my kids and like, we jump off the pier yeah. and we lay back in the waves and let them roll us around and get back to remembering that how I feel in my life and in my body is just mm. more important for me. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. I think this is a good thing for people to, if you're listening, to even just write down a list of things that you want to experience in the summer or in the spring summer season and kind of come back to that when you feel like you're stuck comparing your body or anything like that or yeah and if you any of those aspects like, yeah I often like experiences are really great like what are what are some things you want to experience how do you want to feel and you know say yeah. one of your words is like I want to feel playful because you know you were saying yeah. summer is a time of play I really agree I think yeah. summer is a playful season and maybe you want to feel playful in your body and if watching those TikToks makes you not want to play mm-hmm if it makes you feel like you can't because you don't have the right things or the right clothes or the right body or the right, whatever, like it's time to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> Those TikToks. Like yeah. it's time to take a break. Yeah. Anything that's keeping you from being able to feel playful in your body, you know, it might not be right for you mm-hmm. Yeah. this summer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Mm-hmm. So what's some ways that people can, because we've talked a lot about kind of this blueprint, which obviously is what you create when you're working yes. with people, yeah. but is there anything that people can do now, like on their own to kind of take steps towards this like healthy-ish approach? Well, I think that one of the first steps, uh, which is what I just mentioned, but let's like talk it out a little bit. And yeah. I have a healthy-ish starter guide Okay. It's free. It's like a, it's like called a makeover guide, but it's just a starter guide. And there's like actually like a system or a process in there that people can go through. Okay. But one of the first things is like finding these feeling words. How do you want to feel in your body and in your life? So it's like, we set a new metric for success and the goal is to get away from numbers Mm -hmm. being the parameters of success. So whether that's like weight or pant size or macros or grams or any of the numbers, even just like steps or number of like exercising days a week, or Mm -hmm. we just want to get away from numbers 
And we want to get back to feeling words because what's great about feeling words is that there's lots of flexibility within those feeling words. There might right. be a week where feeling playful feels like going, going for three jogs and another week it could feel like just swimming in the lake and like mm-hmm. not running at all feels playful. Yeah. Like it gives us lots of room, mm-hmm. like ebb and flow with our mm-hmm. bodies when it comes to caring for ourselves. And it gets us out of these rigid, like I have to do X, Y, Z every single day, every single week, every single month for life to be healthy. I'm, I'm yeah. like doing quotation marks. Right. Yeah. So I think that's the first and most important thing is to figure out how you want to feel mm. and to revisit how you want to feel anytime you're feeling a little blah like I did it yeah uh, like a month and a half ago because I was like what am I feeling like it's winter you know like Mm -hmm. I'm all of a sudden feeling kind of blah how do I want to feel over the course of the next like six to eight weeks as winter rolls its way out and I like just Mm -hmm. read I just like revisited it do you know what I mean yeah and then yeah I'm doing I'm still rolling it all out so like the sales page isn't up yet but um I'm doing a la carte blueprints where people can work with me. And like, we do a really intensive intake and one-on-one deep dive. Then I put together like a, like a, a thorough healthy-ish blueprint that sometimes has steps and, and whatever um, phases to it. Uh, and then we do some follow-up work where it's just really about this like blueprint. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm going to be rolling out like a fully, a really intense process for people who are like, I just want to clean up all the corners of my life and my health. Mm. And that looks like this blueprint process, but also we work together for five or six months. And it's not just me. You also have the ability to access some expert team members that I bring in and vet for you. So we might be like, yeah. So it's like a full service Mm. situation where we might be like, okay, so for you, Allie, um, we're going to just sort of neutralize food and stuff. We're not going to talk too much about that, but you know what you could really use help with is like reorganizing some spaces in your house. And maybe you need to learn how to cook and grocery shop for yourself. Or like mm-hmm. maybe you need a wardrobe refresh to feel better in your body and you need to do some emotional somato emotional release to, to like manage some, some emotions that are happening. Or maybe you need to learn how to speak up for yourself and set boundaries and, um, embodiment and breath work like you know so Mm. so you'll have sessions with me but then I'll also bring on a few team members and we also like we dive deep into your human design and like how you're designed to work and your energy um so it's this very thorough process where we like prioritize two or three areas and you know top importance and we neutralize all of that Mm. so that by the end of the six months you sort of have like things feel much more cleaned up and fresh Mm. and like all those, those places where energy is leaking, we've like cleaned all of that up for you. And you haven't had to like go out and find all these separate people. Right. It's all done for you. That's where it like can get really overwhelming. And most people just don't. Absolutely. And also (laughs) I have vetted all of these people. Yeah. That also, that is really hard to find. Like who's legit. So that they're (laughs) anti-diet, they're body positive Mm -hmm. as well as intentional. And there's like hormone specialists, like Mm -hmm. the menopause nutritionist is one of my expert helpers and mindful Mm -hmm. closet. And like, these are people who are like really well established in their field and Mm. they are not going to demonize your body and they're not going to encourage unhealthy amounts of restriction. It's 
all very thoughtful who mm. these people are who would be working with you. So um, those are sort of the big ways. And then if all goes well, the plan is to roll out something that's much more cost effective for the fall. Right. Um, and it's going to be called the healthy-ish reset. And it's for those periods of time where you feel like you do want to like shift things up a little bit and like mm-hmm. you feel a little off in your body, but you don't want to fall back into those restrictive, like three right. days, cut everything out, Yeah, you know, weird. It's like a, a really holistic view of like, what does it look like to refocus on your physical body mm-hmm. for a little bit? Um, which is going to be a really fun intro to the healthy-ish work for people that, like I said, will be really affordable. These other pieces of work are bigger investments because they're really time intensive on my end. Um, And, you know, obviously with the, with the full, you're working with with like three or four people. um, But it's like clean things up. Yeah. For good. And then have the tools to move forward on your own, you know, And, and clean up things in a really thorough, proper way, instead mm. of, instead of like just continually looking for these, you know, as I say, quick, fixes. Drop, quick fixes that, that people will drop like a lot of money on over yeah. and over and over again, several times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just stay in the same place. So we're yeah. really looking to like shift that completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We'll, we'll have everything linked in the show notes, especially yeah, the- linking, linking up to the free healthiest starter guide yeah, is so like the best can, place to start. Yeah then you're on the newsletter list and you can sort of follow along. Cool. Awesome. Well, I feel like this is probably a good position to end our conversation. Um, but before we say goodbye, I do have some yeah. rapid fire questions. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I'm nervous. Yes. Let's do it. So I do the same questions for everybody. So oh, okay. it's always okay. really cool um, to see. I do this on my podcast as well. So it's like, oh, okay. I love yeah. that I'm getting to be on the other end. Yeah, I know. Super fun. Okay. So your first question is what is something you do that makes you feel good? um dance dance love it I take dance classes it's my favorite yeah yeah that's so cool uh what is something you value fun fun I think we don't value fun enough I know actually you're the first person that said that so that's yeah yeah I think if it's like like that's the whole purpose that's the whole point right like Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes we have to work hard but like for me like when I really get down to the bottom of it I feel like life is here to be enjoyed as much Mm -hmm. as possible you know and I just feel like I want to have more fun yeah, love it. Uh, what is something you want to let go of? Um, I want to let go of making things hard. So like okay. I had this, uh, which I feel like maybe you'll appreciate this. Yeah. I had this really huge realization a couple of years ago in my business. I was having like my best year ever Okay. Uh, at that point. And I realized I'm really stressed when I don't mm-hmm. have enough money and enough mm-hmm. work. And I'm really mm-hmm. stressed when I have a lot of, too much mm-hmm. money and work and like, not too much, but I wouldn't have phrased it like that, but too much work, like too much yeah. busyness. Yeah. Um, and, and that rings true in other areas of my life as well. It's like yeah. not enough, too much, not enough, too much. And just like appreciating the phases for mm-hmm. what they are and finding ways to navigate through them with more fun Mm-hmm. and knowing that it's all cycles and it's all phases yeah. and it's going to be okay and there's always a solution like just being more present instead mm-hmm. of getting caught up in the in the anxiety and potential yeah. hardness of every situation yeah which is not an easy thing to do no oh god no no, no. but that's like kind of the way of life for business 
Mm-hmm. But it's like the second you can refocus onto that, it makes it not as hard. Things change. It, it like change. you know the financial situation maybe doesn't change. No, you know, no, no. situation doesn't saying, change, yeah. but like you immediately start managing it better. And I think you yeah. just like make better decisions and you yeah. find solutions that weren't available to you when you were in the panic spiral. And like, exactly. you know, it doesn't mean I never get into the panic spiral, but I'm just getting better and better at like. Refocusing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what is something you're working on? So can be business or personal or anything Something I'm definitely working on. I have like a preteen and a teenager. And so yeah. I think I'm just really working Crazy. on. Um, I know. Because they were it's so wild. little. They shot one of your first, I think. I know. They were. And they were little. They were tiny. That's um, wild. <laughs> I'm working on just like my own emotional regulation and like okay. weathering these years. Yeah. With lots so of feelings. Yeah. yeah. All Your last I'm not question. not great at it. Oh, I'm sure it's hard. Like, there's no rule book telling you how to. No, and it's like you're you get like you get like baited into like emotional, um, blow ups like multiple times a day. Sometimes you know you have to really like moonwalk out of those situations as quickly as possible. Yeah, because they're also just kind of like figuring out what the heck. Yeah, they can't they they can't regulate right. So it's like somebody's got to. Yeah. Alrighty, your last question is how do you want to be remembered? Um oof. Mm-hmm. Again, like just going back to this idea of fun, I feel like I just mm-hmm. want to be remembered as someone who like really liked to have a good time mm-hmm. and adventure and find the joy in life and just likes to eat and be with people and have mm-hmm. fun and like whose home always felt like that. Like mm-hmm. that I think is the is the mm-hmm. ultimate yeah I feel like you're doing that so I think oh, you're good at that you. yeah well um before we say goodbye where can everyone find you well right now it's food freedom body love but it's all I think going to be transitioning to are my you going to change okay. I think it's all just going to transition back to my name soon so okay. but for now food freedom body Okay. Um, I'm sure I'll keep it for a while and redirect it. Um, yeah. It might be Dr. Jillian Murphy or Dr. Jillian Murphy ND, but I don't know what that is yet. So let's just leave it at foodfreedombodylove.com. And cool. that's my handle on, on Instagram. Instagram as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. Um, I really Sorry. appreciate it. And yes. Talk to you soon. Yeah, you too. Bye.